And the kids can be dismissed for Children's Church. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, and um, verse 11. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Father, we come before you and before your word, and we thank you for your word. Your words are full of your life. They are life, they are health, they are light. Father, we thank you for your words. We open our hearts now to receive your words that they can gain entrance, that we have light, understanding, and direction. We thank you that you lead your children, that you guide your children, you direct your children. Thank you that we don't wander in darkness and dark places, but we walk in bright places and we walk in the light. For you have given us light. We ask today, Father, that you once again open up your word to our spirits and to our hearts. We look to you to feed us with your word. We look to you to open up your word, unfold your word, reveal your word. Thank you that your word is solid and everlasting. Your word gives us an eternal foundation with which to step out and to stand upon that your word will never fail, that your word will endure and overcome every obstacle, every challenge, every difficulty. Make real to us the power of your word. Make real to us the reality of your spirit on the inside of us. Father, you have a way. It's not the way of a man, not the way of men, but it is the way of God that you speak to every heart. We ask for utterance in the Spirit, utterance as we approach your word. We thank you that you're alive today. You're moving not only among us, but within the heart of every believer. Thank you for your anointing upon every believer, the gifts and callings and the plans and purposes that you put in the hearts of men. Father, we thank you. I pray that those would be revealed and that uh, those that know that those things would be clearer and clearer and brighter and brighter, the path of the righteous. Hallelujah, that you have a path, path and a plan of blessing for every single human, every single life. Hallelujah. We come to you and we come before you humbly and we thank you that you fill us with your word, you fill us with your will, you fill us with joy. Hallelujah. That we're, hallelujah, on a good path, serving a good God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Isn't God good? 
all the time. Nobody can touch your heart like he does, like he can. God is such a good God. Don't ever believe the lie the devil tries to tell you that God has bad intentions for your life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a deception of the enemy. Tickles fleshly dominated ears. Uh, but your spirit will never be satisfied with that because that's not the truth. Your spirit was designed to receive truth and your spirit was designed to receive light. And if you live uh, life on earth out of the power of the flesh and out of the dominion of reason, you will be dissatisfied in your entire life that you try to live that way. Uh, but when you live out of your spirit and you learn to walk with God and to follow God from your heart, you'll find the power of earthly things to sway, lead, and stop you is diminished and even sometimes seems like it totally disappears. It's like uh, somebody wrote a song like that, you know, the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace, you know. When you begin to see who God is and what he brings, well, anything that man can produce just pales in comparison so much that you're like, well, well, what's the value of that? You know, just a real uh, base example. I, uh, when I was in Bible school, I, I, t I think I talked before, I worked an IT job, and um, I worked for a, a lady, and uh, she made a, a lot more money than I did, probably double what I made. She was my boss. And, um, you know, I worked about 40 or 50 hours a week, And uh, she worked about 80 or 90 hours a week. So she made double what I made, but she worked double what I worked. So I didn't see that as a blessing. <laughs> you know, she got a lot more money, but uh, she had a lot less time with her family. And uh, sometimes uh, life ends too quickly. And if you've given yourself to everything but your family, you know, and your family leaves and goes to heaven early, uh, that's not a pleasant thing, and you really can't get that back. And sometimes, especially as uh, fathers, uh, our mindset is, if I can just give them more things, I love them, so I'm going to give them more things. And uh, so I'm going to work more jobs, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, and then really what they want is you, not the stuff. I mean, everybody likes stuff. But even people, children, who haven't even been born again, they understand there's more to life than just the stuff. And so, uh, as believers, God is so good that he said, I don't want you after the stuff. But if you seek me first, I'm going to give you some stuff. But that's the way of faith. That's not the way of, well, the Bible would call it works. 
but it's not the way of the strength of man's arm. It's the way of the blessing of the Lord. There is, you know, about three or four weeks ago, we were, we were started in Colossians, you know. We're going to get back to Galatians in just a second. But over in the middle of uh, Colossians chapter 2, I've been reading in the, uh, the last couple of weeks in the Barclay translation. It says, let no one take you to task in matters of food, drink, with regard to yearly festivals, monthly new moons, weekly Sabbaths. Uh, they're only the shadow of things to come. The real substance belongs to Christ. Let no one rob you of your prize by walking in ostentatious humility, in the worship of angels, making a parade of the things they've seen, vainly inflated with pride because he is dominated by his sinful human nature. This is actually talking about like a believer who's dominated by his sinful human nature. Well, you have a new nature when you're born again, but that's in your spirit. Do you know when I was born again, before I was born again, I loved T-bone steak. Afterwards, I loved T-bone steak. I loved cheesecake. Afterwards, I still love cheesecake. When I was, strawberry, yeah. Well, a little bit of strawberry. I like the plain with just a couple of strawberries. Oh, strawberries, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I grew up uh, picking strawberries, and so every, I'll drive hours for strawberries <clears throat> fresh to go pick them myself in the field. Um, <clears throat> well, the way he translates this sinful human nature, say, say, well, I have a sinful nature. Well, if you're born again, you don't have a sinful nature but you still have flesh. Your flesh still has desires. Paul actually said, Paul, <coughs> he wrote more books in the New Testament than any other author. Really, he didn't write them. God moved upon him and he picked up in the spirit or from the spirit what the Holy Ghost was saying and penned it down. Like the other morning, uh, last week was it, I came over here, we were praying and uh, Jessica was here and so Every time I would come over here, I would like, it was like I could grab something in the spirit. It was like a, a wave or something in the air. You know, I could just, I, I'd grab words, grab words. I'm not that smart. But the Holy Spirit knows everything, right? So he has words. So, so Paul uh, wrote the letters, and Paul, who wrote all those letters, he said, I keep my body under I bring it. Your body is not you. Your spirit is you. I bring it, what's that, my body, into subjection. In other words, I bring it under. Uh, in other words, I'm going to tell my body what it's going to do and what it's not going to do. In other words, my body is not in charge. This is the man that God used to move through with his spirit to write these letters that are the very words of God to us. What if he had to do that with his body, make that conscious decision, what must we need to do? Same a thing. 
Did you ever hear of that a person? They prophesied. Somebody else wanted to be used by the Lord. And they, they wanted to prophesy, so they got up, and they said, uh, same a thing. The Lord says, same a thing. Okay. Not holding fast to the head, you know, so dominated by a sinful human nature or dominated by the flesh, not holding fast to the head. Who's the head? Jesus, from whom the whole body, supplied and held together, together by the joints and muscles, increases with the increase which only God can give. I love the increase that only God can give. Hallelujah. The increase that only God can give. There's some things that only God can do. And I love the things that only God can do. Amen? I don't like these things where people are like trying to pretend like this is God. They try to pretend to prophesy or they try to pretend to hear from God or see visions from God. I like the real authentic move of God. I don't want any fakeness or falseness or, you know, one time years and years ago, I, I was uh, at a prayer group. Uh, so, I was visiting some friends out of town, and they said, oh, you should come to our little thing. So I came to their little thing, and they gave an instructions before we prayed. And they said, whatever comes to your imagination when we're praying is from God. And I thought, dear Lord, there's lots of things that come to my imagination. That's not all from God. The move of God is real. The voice of God is real. The revelation of God is real. The miracle working power of God is real. You don't have to fake it. But you might have to put your flesh under and pray. And listen and give some space and time to God. Say amen. Amen. So, thank you, Lord, for your spirit. So, I love the writings the Holy Spirit gave to Paul because they're not religious. So, religion says, like, when you're born again, well, if God wants to do it, he's just going to do it. The reason God hasn't moved in your life is because he doesn't really want to move in your life. That's not true. <laughs> the reason you haven't experienced God in your life is because you have not recognized and believed what he's already done and what he's already made available. And there are a lot of suddenlies. And I notice the more you feed on the word and the more you pray in the spirit, the more you experience the suddenlies or the more real God becomes to you. You want to know how to make him really real is have a real close relationship with his spirit because he is the spirit of reality. And the more I pray in other tongues, the more real God is to me. I begin to see things and know things and pick up things uh, that I don't other ways. Why? Because you can be no closer to Jesus than you are to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said when he is calm, he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that he's going to speak. So in other words, when the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart, that is the voice of the Father or the Son. 
So some people are like afraid of the Holy Spirit. They call him an it. I mean, he is the last thing, if you want to call him a thing, to be afraid of. Uh, I love him. I have never had anyone talk to me like he talks to me. I would love to talk to you like he talks to me. And sometimes I do, you know, you're under the anointing enough, you know. But the, the Holy Spirit, I noticed something about him. You know, he can bring the correction of God into my heart. And I never feel condemned. And I never feel like there's no way out. And I never feel defeated. It can be mistakes that I consider are, how, how do you say it, ginormous? Just monumental. You know, I remember um, Dad Hagen and uh, Jesus appeared to him one time, first time, and he was like, uh, Oh Lord, fell on his knees, started crying. Oh Lord, no one as, un as unworthy as I am has ever been worthy to be in your presence. And he said, The Lord kind of looked down at him and said, Stand up on your feet. And he corrected him. And he said, you are worthy. My blood has made you worthy. Well, I don't know about you, but that blessed me when I heard that. So I never recognized until I heard that. Well, sometimes I'm just like, I'm thinking, if I look at my perfection compared to your perfection, there's a vast difference. But the Lord is saying, if you're going to live for me, you can't look at yourself. You have to look at the author and the finisher of faith. You have to look at Jesus. Who, what do you say? The head. Who brings the increase of God. God is the God of increase. And so you can be born again and yet still live in the low life dominated by the flesh. And so you see this sometimes. Um, you see where people are basically uh, struggling with pride. And so they find out about the things of God, and maybe they're even born again. But they start to try to live the Christian life just like they used to live the old life. And they're kind of like, Oh, I see what God has done. He made me pretty special. He gave me his authority. He wants to bless me. He wants to take care of me. He's going to do all this other stuff. And so now they come into the Christian life looking down on other people. And they're like, listen, I had this vision, like he's talking about here. I had this vision of angels, this ostentatious humility. Ostentation, and you know, humility that's out front showing itself. That's why I love that translation. Ostentatious humility. Well, don't think just because, uh, you know, you're born again that you're all that. You're really not. No, you are a precious treasure and extremely valuable because God loves you. And sent Jesus to die for you. 
But the only reason that you are anything or have anything is because it's been given to you because God is gracious and God is loving and God is good. So you can't come to the, uh, the life of a believer is not a self-centered life. It is a Christ-centered life. It is a life that's reliant upon God and his goodness and his mercy and his grace. It is a life where you take the whole weight of your life and you roll it over on him and give it to him. And uh, you give up your whole life for him. And so uh, sometimes you'll see people that are really, um, I believe they're born again, but they don't live by faith. They really live uh, by reason, and they really live by their own ability and their own strength. And um, there's something so freeing about faith. Because you enter into the faith of God. When you have faith, well, to have faith in God, you have to have faith in God. Mark 11:22. Jesus said, have faith in God or lay hold of the faithfulness of God. So they're wanting to see miracles. You know, you're saying with words you just cursed the fig tree and it dried up from the roots. Mark eleven twenty two, 22, or actually 11, 21, 20, 19, 18. You know, they're talking about all that. And they're thinking about that. And they said, Lord, The fig tree that you cursed is withered. (laughs) Uh, Pastor Mark Hankins said, the Lord said to him one time, a lot of people think uh, it would be like this, that that, uh, when I was on the uh, earth, I would have said, yeah, I did that. That's a deity trick. Don't you try to blow your lips right off your face. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he said, have faith in God or lay hold of the faithfulness of God. Well, that's kind of a command. It's not only possible, but it's kind of a command. If you you want to see these things, you have faith in God. Then you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and don't doubt in your heart. Well, the only way I know to do that is if I hear from God, I cannot doubt in my heart. Because if I, if I just kind of come up with it or whatever and I don't have the word on it, I don't really have a solid foundation. But the second the Lord implants something in my heart, I believe in my heart. Well, then it's not my power backing it up. It's his power. It's not what I said. It's what he said. So you, you go to... Pray for someone with sickness, disease, extreme contagious. Don't do it in your own power. Do it in the power of the Lord. Dad Hagen used to say, and it's so true, I couldn't heal a gnat's wing or a fly's eyeball. (laughs) And he couldn't. But Jesus can heal you. He's He's actually already done it. A 
Let's, uh, I don't know if I'll end with that story. Uh, Galatians 3.11. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. That's evident. The just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that does them will live in them. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Listen to this. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're blessed with Abraham, we that believe. I shouldn't say we. Them that believe are blessed with believing Abraham. So I, I believe that's we, but it might not be we if you don't believe that's we. <laughs> Did you get that? Everyone has to believe on their own. I mean, with the Spirit can't believe without him but I'm saying like your mama can't do it for you your daddy can't do it for you your children can't do it for you your brother can't do it for you your sister can't do it for you you must believe to everyone that believes and you can believe because uh, God put faith in every human so you can believe you just might not have located your believer sometimes your reasoner over dominates your believer I remember when I started to learn how to believe, uh, I had mental problems. <laughs> She's like, he still has them. No. <laughs> Not like insanity problems. I, I would just overthink it. I would overthink believing. Well, you can't believe that way. You got to get your mind quiet. Listen with your spirit. Locate your spirit. One of the best ways to do that is get filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in other tongues. Because you can't speak in tongues without yielding to the Spirit. Praise the Lord. And so we are blessed with believing Abraham. All right, I'm going to tell this story and then we'll probably finish. Not a story I would prefer to tell, but... So... uh, It came up like three times, so I think maybe I'll tell the story. Um, There's a particular missionary and a young man. Young man, because he's in his 40s. (laughs) And I'm in my 40s, so it's pretty young. And uh, he had to come off the mission field because uh, he had cancer. He came back and he was in some meetings with uh, Dad Hagen and Dad Hagen would take all his extra time and pray for him. 
between meetings and stuff. And um, so one day he was up in that man's room. He was bedridden, really couldn't hardly get out of bed, and uh, praying for him. And uh, Jesus appeared to him, to, to Kenneth Hagin while he was ministering in that room. It was over on the side of the bed. And uh, they would pray together, and that man would say, I just can't receive. I just can't receive. I just can't receive. And he said, yes, you can. You can receive. And he said, I tried for a long time to instruct him how to receive. He's like, yeah, no, I, I can't receive. And finally he said, uh, you know, Jesus is here to heal you. And he didn't tell him that he saw him. But that young man said, I know it. He's standing right over there, isn't he? He said, yeah, he is. And so, you know, he's like, I can't, but I can't receive. I can't receive. Yes, you can. You can receive. You can receive. And he said that young man jumped out of bed, went up, and stood right in front of Jesus. And he said it was like their noses were going to hit. And he's like, and Jesus, he said, reached out his arms to that young man. And he said that young man started to reach his arms out and dropped him back and said, I can't receive it. I can't receive it. I can't receive it. Well, that's why I don't want to tell the story because it's not really a happy ending story. Because Jesus turned to Dad Hagen and said, you see, I have blessing for all of my children. But some of them will not receive it. He said, he'll be dead in three days. He'll be with me. Somebody said, well, if I knew that Jesus was in my room appearing to someone, of course I couldn't receive it. Well, of course you can receive. But if you're going to believe that you can't receive, Jesus can be right there in your room with the blessing of the Lord. And he's not going to overpower your will. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. If you, if you would live in light of the blessing of God upon your life, we not only have spiritual blessings, but the spiritual blessings affect physical blessings. That the, the dominion of disease, sickness, and bodily infirmities has been canceled and removed from them that believe. That the dominion of poverty has been removed from them that believe. We believe like with Abraham. We're blessed with believing Abraham. We that believe. So we believe. So you are a believer. So you're not under a curse. You're actually under the blessing of God. And the blessing of God upon your life makes all the difference. When someone else doesn't get healed, you will be healed. When someone else doesn't get the job, you will get the job. When someone else doesn't have the revelation, you will have the revelation. But if you do not believe that, you will not receive that. And so you need an attitude. You know what it's called? 2 Corinthians 4.14. We have in that same spirit of faith. We have believed, therefore have we spoken. 
Who has the same spirit of faith? Every believer. You have the same spirit of faith that David had when every voice around him said, you're just a child. Adults have tried it. Don't you try it. Who do you think you are? You know what? He didn't think he was anybody except someone that would stand up for the things of God and say, how dare you defy the armies of the living God? And then he hooked his speaker up with his believer. And what the devil said through the giant would happen to David, David said, oh no. This is what's going to happen to you. Uh, This day, I'm going to cut your head off. And he got what he said. It was an act of faith. Same spirit of faith. You have that same spirit of faith. That you're not dominated by the giants that the devil would try to bring into your life and try to dominate you with. But if you try to battle him in the arena of the mental reasoning, well, the mental reasoning arena or the flesh arena, like we're going to get 10 strong men to push the devil out. No, you can have just one little wimpy looking person who has faith in God. It'll move 10,000. It'll move 100,000. It really doesn't matter. Have faith in God. We have that same spirit of faith. Amen? So we normally like to tell the stories where people are miraculously healed and set free, but sometimes the other stories teach us as much or more. You mean... Jesus could be there and his desire is for that person to receive the healing power that he has and him not get healed? Oh yeah. Happens all the time. He was just, Dad Egan was just granted the ability to see into the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would. Say, I am a, rec- I am a believer, and I am a receiver. Praise the Lord. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We declare we are blessed. Say, I am blessed by God. I am blessed to be a blessing. blessing. The blessing of God is upon my life. The The curse has been removed. removed. I live in the blessing. blessing. God himself himself has blessed me. me. I am blessed. blessed. And God has done it. it. He's He's a good God. He gives good things. He gives direction. He gives gives strength. He gives gives ability. He He is my shepherd. shepherd. I shall not want. I I have everything I need. I have have ability. I have have opportunity. opportunity. 
I have money. I am blessed. God is good. All the time. His will for me is goodness and mercy. And they follow me every day of my life. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We are blessed by you. We are favored by you. We are lifted by you. Hallelujah that you've taken us out of darkness, put us into light. Hallelujah. Thank you for this year of supernatural increase, that we are increasing more and more with the increase that only you could give. We thank you for increase in our personal lives, increase in revelation, increase in manifestation, increase in provision, increase in direction. Father, we thank you for increase in souls coming in. We thank you for increase, hallelujah, on the left hand and on the right hand. We thank you for increase in front of us and behind us. Father, we thank you for increase in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you don't know Jesus Christ personally, uh, you can know him. And he wants to know you. He wants to come into your life. He wants to set you free from the sins that dominate you. He wants to set you free from your past. He wants to set you free from the limitations that you've put on yourself, that your parents have put on you, that other people may have put on you. He wants to give you every good gift that he has. But the only way you can receive that is if you give your heart to God through Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a few seconds. And when I do, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord, you'd like to give your life to God through him, you'd like to declare you're not going to live for yourself anymore, but you're going to live for Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And all believers that are here are also going to pray with me. It's what is called the great confession or the greatest confession. Uh, This declaration or this confession will set you free from the power of the devil. This declaration or this confession from your heart will actually take you out of one kingdom and put you in a new kingdom. It'll actually take you out of darkness and put you into light. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Say this. Say, oh God, I believe Jesus Christ is your son. That he died on the cross for me. Because you love me. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. I'm living for you. Thank you, Father God, that I am now born again, that my life is changed, that I am brand new on the inside, that you have now come to live on the inside of me. Fill me with your spirit. I declare I am healed. I am blessed. I am not dominated by sin. Satan has no place in me or on me in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that continually cleanses me from every defilement of the enemy. Thank you for the blood that is my divine covering and protection against all the fiery darts 
of the enemy. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that's so full of life and grace that it perfects everything in me to the perfect will of God. Every day, in every way, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good.